Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast episode of Mysterious Headlines. This is the podcast where we discuss missing person cases and cases where victims still deserve justice. Today is the start of a new series that I'm going to be doing on the Ruby Frankie case. There's a lot to unpack here, so I'm going to be doing several episodes in this series talking about this case and unpacking everything relating to Ruby Frankie. So be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever it is you're listening to this podcast episode so that you don't miss the following episodes that I'm going to be uploading in the coming days regarding this case. It is quite a case, quite a case with lots of details and lots of interesting pieces. So be sure to subscribe so you can stay tuned to all the episodes and you don't miss one. Now today we're going to be talking about Ruby Frankie, her family, her family dynamic, and kind of the background behind her. In the second episode, we're going to talk specifically about the crime case and the child abuse charges that she is facing. And then in some subsequent episodes, we're going to talk about her business partner, Jody Hildebrand, and some of the things she was doing more recently with Jody. So Ruby Frankie is one of five kids to Jennifer and Chad Griffith. Okay, grew up in Utah, an LDS family. If you're not familiar, LDS stands for Latter-day Saints. The slang term for Latter-day Saints religion is Mormon. And that is the most common religion in the state of Utah. So she grew up in Utah with her four siblings. So Ruby has three sisters and one brother. Ruby has a sister named Ellie who is married with four kids. She has a sister named Bonnie who is married with four kids. She has a sister named Julie, who is married with four kids, and she has a brother named Beau, who is married with two kids. Now, all of her siblings, either currently or at one point in time, have done YouTube. And when I say done YouTube, I'm referring to posting videos on YouTube for people to watch. Now, most of these videos that these siblings have posted have been a part of the vlogging sub-theme on YouTube. Now, if you're unfamiliar, vlogging is a term that was coined a while ago, and it stands for video blogging. So, vlogging is essentially when people videotape aspects of their life. It could be 
things at home, cooking activities at home. It could be going out and doing things, going on a date night or going and doing activities with your kids, um, going on trips, any of that, any kind of day-to-day things that are videotaped and then put on YouTube for people to watch. It is a very large genre on YouTube with lots of different creators that partake in this particular style of videos. And they get views and people that enjoy watching. And so all of these siblings, including Ruby herself, at one point or still currently have YouTube channels where they post videos. So Ellie Meekum, she has one of the biggest online presences on YouTube. She has a YouTube channel with her husband Jared. It is called Ellie and Jared and this YouTube channel was started in 2011. So they have been doing YouTube together, the two of them, for quite a while and they have been doing vlogging style content. So before they had kids, it was showing their day-to-day life, their married life. They struggled with infertility, so they shared their journey with infertility and then their journey getting pregnant with their kids. And now they have four kids and they share their life with their four kids. And they post these videos regularly and they have 1.6 million subscribers. So that's 1.6 million people that tune in to watch their videos on a regular basis. Bonnie Holen, she is another sister of Ruby, and she has a channel with her husband Joel, and she also shares vlogging style content on her channel. Her channel is just her name, Bonnie Holen, and she shares her day-to-day life as a mom of four kids and shares all kinds of activities that they do together and she has 1.4 million subscribers so she has a similar sizable amount of subscribers to ellie julie is the third sister in the family and she has a channel with her husband landon and it is called the Daru Crew, and they have 227,000 followers, and they started their YouTube channel in 2011, the same year that Ellie and Jared started their YouTube channel. And then Bo, he used to have a YouTube channel with his wife Emily called A Griffiths Life. They do not have that channel up anymore. His wife, Emily Griffith, did start a YouTube channel in 2015 where she would share more like tip videos, hairstyle videos for kids, some homeschooling content, but she hasn't uploaded on there in seven months. Um, And there's only a handful of videos on that channel. But like I said, they all have been a part of this YouTube community and they all or at least Bonnie, Julie, and Ellie continue to make a living on YouTube. They are paid to upload these videos 
onto YouTube for viewers to watch. And for some of you, this might be a foreign concept if you're not that familiar with YouTube or the online scape, but there are lots of people that make videos on YouTube and get paid to do so. They get paid through YouTube, through brand advertising, and also because of their certain level of influence, they will also get brand deals from companies and sponsorships to assist as well. And a lot of these people make merch, like shirts and hats and things to sell as well, which is another income for them. So this just kind of sets the scene for the beginning of this Ruby Frankie story. She's got three sisters and a brother that all have been on YouTube with viewers and followers, gaining followers and having an influence. And in 2017, Ruby decided that she wanted to join YouTube and she wanted to have a channel and she wanted to vlog like her siblings did. And so she started a channel called Eight Passengers because Ruby has six kids and with her and her husband, it would be eight people. So she started her channel called Eight Passengers and she began vlogging, sharing their day-to-day life, sharing doing activities with their kids, things at home, things with her husband, anything and everything in between, similar to how her siblings do on their channels. And she quickly gained followers. Now, when all your siblings are doing the same thing, you're going to have a lot of the same viewers. Ellie, as I mentioned, has the most viewers out of all of the siblings, and she started in 2011 with her husband. And so when Ruby decided to start a YouTube channel, she likely spoke about it. Ellie likely spoke about it on her channel and said, hey, my sister Ruby is starting a YouTube channel. You guys should go and subscribe. And so probably a lot of the viewers and subscribers from Ellie's channel went over and subscribed to Ruby's channel. And chances are they've seen Ruby before in one of Ellie's videos because she's probably shown some sort of family activity where they she was all together with her siblings and um, all the kids were together. And so it made it easy for Ruby to gain lots of followers quickly because she had four siblings that were all already established content creators on YouTube. But she amassed over 2 million subscribers on her YouTube channel, Eight Passengers, with her husband, Kevin. Now, her husband, Kevin, was a BYU professor, and Ruby, a stay-at-home mom, then started this YouTube channel and began making money on YouTube. Now, some people see this form of content as exploitative. And I'm not really going to argue about this and I'm not going to go too deep into that because that's veering off topic for this podcast episode, but I do want to bring it up and mention it that a lot of people find this topic 
and this content of video blogging your children as exploitative because these kids kind of act like actors in a way because it's kind of like a family's own reality tv show in a way and these kids act like actors but in a lot of cases they are not paid and the money goes directly to the parents and I do know of a few cases, a few channels that I've heard of where they do pay their kids and have bank accounts set up for their kids to give them some of the money that they earn from YouTube, but I think that's very rare and there are a lot of these channels out there and I think in a lot of these cases the children are not paid and people also have problems with these parents sometimes not having boundaries in what they share and showcase in these vlogging videos and putting the camera in front of their child's face when maybe their child doesn't want to be on camera or maybe their child doesn't want to share this thing that happened at school or you know this situation that they're dealing with and yet the parents will show it because they know that it will get views and clicks and likes and they can make money off of it so I do want to bring that up and we're gonna kind of segue a little bit into the specifics of this eight passengers channel and the second part of that of filming your children even when they perhaps don't want to be filmed might be a big part of this whole Ruby Frankie case and this whole eight passengers channel because they posted a lot of YouTube videos a lot of videos with their children with their kids and the channel is no longer up again it started in 2017 and about a year ago the channel went dark and so you cannot find the channel anymore. You cannot access videos of the channel. But obviously there were a lot of people that watched the channel and had already seen these videos and were watching them as they were being posted and uploaded. And a lot of people had concerns with things that were being filmed by Ruby Frankie and by her husband, Kevin. A lot of people felt like the camera was shoved in these kids' faces when it didn't need to be and that there were alarming things being shown and talked about on their YouTube channel. So we're going to kind of do um, a little rundown of some of the things seen on this channel after I talk about the Frankie family specifically. So as I mentioned already, Ruby and her husband Kevin have six kids. Now, four of these six kids are minors, and therefore I'm not going to be using their actual names because they are minors and they are victims in this whole case and in this whole story, so I won't be using their actual names. But Sherry is the oldest. She is 20 years old, and I am using her name because she is over the age of 18, and she does have 
public social media accounts online that you can find. And she has spoken limitedly about it online. She is a BYU student and she has not had a relationship with her parents for several years in regards to this case. And again, in the next episode, we will kind of go into more specifics regarding the case. Chad is the second oldest. He is 18. Again, I'm using his name because he is over the age of 18. Daisy is the third child. That's not a real name, but that's the name that I'm going to use in the today's podcast episode and subsequent episodes as we're discussing this case. The third child is Daisy. The fourth child is Poppy. The fifth child is Rocky. He is 12. And the youngest is Sunny, and she is 10. Okay? So, six kids in this family. They were all on video all the time as mom and dad were filming them and posting these videos to YouTube. Now, in one of these videos, Chad plays a prank on one of his other siblings and his bed is taken away for seven months and he is forced to sleep on a beanbag. To some people, that's alarming. To other people, it might just be a different parenting style. It depends on, it depends on the person you are, the parent you are, but some people see that as alarming. Other people, maybe not so much. But that was shown in a video and discussed in a video by Ruby Frankie taking away her bed from her child after he played a prank on one of his siblings. In another video, the same child, Chad, who again is now 18, was sent to wilderness camp, remote wilderness camp. And it was stated that while he was at Wilderness Camp, he sustained an injury that was not treated there. Now, there are Wilderness Behavior Therapy Camps. And these are typically for children that are really struggling behaviorally or mentally and need more of an extreme intervention. And this can sometimes be a solution for children. And this was the type of camp that she sent her child to. Again, to some people, that's alarming. To other people, they say, oh, maybe there's real reasons behind doing that. But the way that it was portrayed on the YouTube channel was people didn't see this particular child for a length of time and started asking a bunch of questions. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And then they addressed it and said, we sent him off to wilderness camp. There also was a video where they discussed taking away Christmas from just the two youngest children. That they had not made some good choices 
and that they were taking away Christmas from just the younger two children. They were not going to have presents. They were not going to have gifts. Again, to some people, very alarming. To other people, maybe not so much. Maybe it's something they've considered doing as a parent themselves. There was a video where Ruby threatened to cut the head off of one of Sonny's dolls. Again, to some people alarming, to others maybe not. There was another video where, well, actually several videos where Ruby threatens to withhold food if certain things are not done, like chores, or threatens to withhold food if they don't stop making noise or causing a ruckus in the house. For a lot of people, very alarming. There was another video where her kindergarten, her daughter who was in kindergarten, forgot her lunch and the teacher called to ask her if she could bring her lunch and she explained that on camera that she was not going to bring her daughter her lunch because she had forgot it and she needed to learn a lesson and she was going to need to go hungry for lunch to learn a lesson and remember to bring her lunch next time. To some people, not alarming, but to others, very alarming. But this is just a handful of some of the things that were shared and showcased on their A Passengers channel that caused people to be alarmed and caused enough people to be alarmed that they created a petition to try and get the channel shut down. And they asked people to share and sign this petition so that this channel could be removed and these parents could no longer show these videos. And the channel was taken down about a year ago, as I mentioned, so you can no longer find this channel or these videos. But that was Ruby Frankie's focus up until last year, was this a passenger's YouTube channel showing her family, showcasing her kids, and making money doing so. Next episode, we're going to jump into the specifics of her child abuse charges, what exactly has happened and what she is facing and we're also going to be digging into her now current business partner Jody Hildebrand who was also a part of this case and what they were doing within that business this is just the beginning but I wanted you to have a good foundation to understand who Ruby Frankie is, who her siblings are, her family is, and her kids are, and her YouTube presence before we go into talking about the specifics of this current case. So again, please hit the subscribe button wherever it is you're listening to this podcast episode so that you don't miss when I upload the next couple podcast episodes in this series 
And as always, you can share this podcast episode on any social media platforms that you are a part of. That helps me out a lot spreading the word about this podcast. And we will talk again soon for part two in the Ruby Frankie case. Thank you for listening.